Shine 1049, Darren Potzer, your local contemporary Christian music station right here in Spokane with you. And we like to shine the spotlight on community leaders and ministries, nonprofits that are making a difference for Christ in our local community. And so we've had the mayor in from time to time, the sheriff. Today we're, we're excited because we actually get to have Spokane Police Chief Craig Meidel. Welcome, Craig. Thank you so much for having me. What a blessing for me. I appreciate it. We don't have a lie detector test here, but you said that you actually listen to Shine 1049. I do. Yep. Every day. Every day. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about being the Spokane Police Chief. How did you first come into that role? A little bit about your background of being involved in police service. Yeah, it's an interesting story. So for me, I can genuinely say uh, going into law enforcement was a calling for me. I knew since probably the age of three or four, I wanted to do one of two things. I either wanted to go into law enforcement or the military. So I decided to uh, join the Marine Corps Reserves uh, when I was in high school uh, and did the whole reserve thing, Desert Storm. Uh, one of the things I didn't necessarily like about the military, I love serving something bigger than myself, but you know, you, you have to move around every three or four years. And, and I was an Air Force brat. So I decided I don't want to move. So I definitely felt my heart was completely in law enforcement at that time um, and just started really studying at, at, at college for law enforcement and uh, became a reserve police officer in Ellensburg for a couple years. And I uh, was blessed by uh, being hired by Spokane PD uh, when I was 22 years old. And uh, it's just been something that I have always wanted to do since I can remember, which interestingly, for the majority of the officers that we interview, it is truly a calling for them too. And and for those who have a calling, you understand the difference between it's something I'm interested in versus no, I really feel called to this. It's, it's a spiritual call, calling, although not everyone relates it to a spiritual calling. Absolutely. Yeah. So are you driven by your faith as well? You know, you bring in spirituality and that that's so true. I never thought about it being a calling, but I, I get that totally. Yes, I, I am completely driven by my faith. And, you know, and, and like all, all people, I, I stumble many times um, but uh, through through the the Lord's grace I get back up on my feet but it is one of those things that and, and I tell this to every officer before we offer them a position I say we are given tremendous authority and with much authority comes much responsibility as yeah. well the community entrusts us to do things that they don't entrust anyone else to do and and because of that you know we obviously we hold our, ourselves to a higher standard but that authority thing is something that for me is is based on you know really the religious principles because the bible talks about you know uh, people in are put in positions of authority by God. Mm -hmm. And um, I have, have acknowledged from day one that, that I was put here by God. And so in my career, I've always tried to to honor him. And I will admit, as a, a, a sinner like most people, uh, I, there's times I stumble. But my plumb line is always going back to my faith and, and trying to honor God in everything I do. Man, with the type of work you do, too, you know, dealing with some hardcore situations, you know, I could see where you really, your faith is probably your lifeline to get you through some situations, too. You know, it absolutely is. And I don't know, especially the last three or four years during the defund, reimagine, reform, but even before that, I don't know how anyone could be in law enforcement without having that faith. And, and one of the things, too, I tell our new officers before we hire them, the rest of your career, 
you're going to be dealing with evil every day. That's your job. Every single call that you go on, something evil has happened. Evil being unclean, something bad has happened. You're going to deal with victims who have had evil perpetrated against them. You're going to deal with witnesses who have, have seen that evil. And you're going to deal with suspects who have perpetrated that evil on that person. But for the rest of your career, you're going to be that buffer between good and evil. And it can take a toll on you. It, it, it absolutely will take a toll on you. Um, and I think one of the ways that you can minimize that toll is, is by having a, a faith and a belief in something bigger than yourself. And that's one of the things, too, if you look at people who study um, hardiness and resiliency, one of the prongs is believing in something bigger than yourself. And, and for mine, it has always been faith in a greater good. You shared a little bit how you got that spark for law enforcement, but how long have you been in law enforcement? And then how did you end up as chief of police? Yeah, so I actually I was hired by the Spokane Police Department in January of 1994. Um, and it was a time where back then we would literally have 1,500 people sign up for a police test that maybe had two openings. So wow. the, the odds of getting hired back then were very challenging. So um, Spokane Police Department uh, was the first agency that offered me a position. Um, and so I've been doing this now. It'll be next January. It'll be uh, 30 years I'll have been with the Spokane Police Department. And, uh, you know, I, as, as far as um, how did I get to this position? I am living proof that God uses the foolish things of the world to humble the proud. Interesting side story. I always used to joke <laughs> about that with folks about how he used uh, me and I consider myself to be, uh, you know, less intelligent, less articulate, less everything than many, many other people on the department. We have a department full of extremely intelligent, articulate people that are very committed. And to see him bring me through the ranks to the chief of police is living proof. He does use the foolish things of the world, which is interesting when I tell folks that, then I realize, wait a minute, God, are you saying I'm a fool? But that's a story for another time. When they started doing the chief search, they hired an outside firm, did a nationwide search. And I remember at that time, the recruiter for chief came to the mayor's cabinet. It was Mayor David Condon at the time. And he had said, well, we've have 77 people, something like 77 people across the nation that are interested in. And everyone was so excited in the mayor's cabinet. They're like, oh, my goodness, 77 people want to be the chief. So they, they go through this process and it takes months and months. They narrowed it down to about five by the time the, the interviews came, they'd narrowed it down to really two people who actually remained. But prior to this, I remember people asking me, and I remember very clearly the restaurant I was in when, when the last person asked me was, are you going to put in for it? And I, I said, no, if God wants me there, he will put me there. I didn't say that as a test, right? I'm not testing God and saying, you know, God, let's see if you really want me there. I truly in my heart believed if he wants me there, he's going to put me there. So I didn't put in for it. We went through all of this process. It got down to finally two people finally showed up for the interviews and uh, they did different community panels. So fast forward a couple weeks past that, Mayor Condon asked me if I would be interested. I said, let me talk to my family. Um, I talked to my family. My wife was like, yes, definitely. My daughter was, yes, definitely. My son was like, yeah, dad, I don't care. So <laughs> two out of three, I decided, okay, I'll go ahead and tell the mayor. Sure, mayor, I, I would be happy to. It would be an honor. So Craig Meidel, you've been the Spokane Police Chief since what year again? Um, it's been seven and a half years now. I'm not wow. good at public math, but okay. subtract seven and a half years from where we're at now. All right. He's a man of faith. You've been a regular police officer, and now you're the chief. Maybe tell us, first of all, what is it like for a regular police officer, a day-to-day -day look at their role? That is actually a very good question. It is nothing like Hollywood. And I think a lot of folks get into law enforcement for the first time thinking it's going to be what you see in the movies, what you see on the TV shows. The, the reality is if a typical day in the, the life of a police officer was shown on TV, that is a series that would never last. 
It's a lot of problem solving. It's a lot of de-escalation. Um, and you're really just going and taking reports from a lot of folks who've been uh, obviously the victims of crime. You're going and you're mediating a lot of calls as well. You're obviously part of the process in law enforcement is you have to arrest people who have broken the law. But if I were to sum up a typical day, an officer is going to log on. And on a typical day, they're going to have a screen full of calls because we are a very busy agency. And they're going to just start at the top of the screen and start going call to call. As they're going to those calls, you have more calls coming in as well. Um, after each call, you have to write a report. And that report can be anywhere from 30 minutes to sometimes three or four hours, depending on the, the call that you're on. Um, and then you'll you'll uh, secure at the, the end of the day. And if it's been a busy day, you'll have to stay late and, and finish up your reports. Go home, get some rest, come back and, and repeat. So one of the things we like about it is every officer gets at least a four-day weekend, but every third weekend is a five-day weekend. But they're working five days a week for basically 10 and a half hours. And by that fifth day, you're usually pretty tired because they're 10 and a half hour days. Yeah. But that four-day weekend gives them an opportunity to recharge. Yeah. So how does that differ then from a Spokane police chief day? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, my day is really dealing with um, policy development, meetings, budgets, different programs from the community. I, I will say on a typical day, I probably have six to seven meetings that I go to um, and then just doing things to keep the machine moving, uh, you know, operational decisions you have to make and policy decisions and budget decisions and equipment decisions. So it is probably the furthest thing from being a street police officer that you can get and still be law enforcement. And our special guest today, we are so excited to have in-house uh, Spokane Police Chief Craig Meidel and just learning a little bit about how he got involved in law enforcement, how he became uh, the chief of Spokane. And so it leads me to ask you, what are some of the best parts of being in law enforcement and being police chief? And then on contrast, what are some of the challenges? And I know there's probably been a lot of extra challenges here the last couple of years as well. I would say for me personally, one of the, the best things I like about law enforcement, you get to go on calls and you get to uh, engage with people in a way that nobody else gets to engage with them. And while typically, and by typically, I mean always, it's usually because something bad has happened. Uh, when you get to respond and be in that moment with them, when something very bad or dark has happened to them and potentially be that light for them, be that hope for them, be that encouragement for them, for me, that is is really the probably the best part of being a police officer. But I will say it, it has evolved. When I first got hired uh, to be totally transparent, I was Old Testament. If I did not, you know, there was a lot of crime occurring at the time. If I didn't go to jail three times a shift, I felt like I did not give the taxpayers their money. And so as I matured and evolved, though, and as, as time moved on, I felt more of that value from actually being able to talk to people in those dark moments and, and when they're devastated or they're hurt or something bad has happened and, and really try to be that light for them as mm -hmm. much as I can. So it, it typically, it probably evolves for most officers over time. It does come down to the faith for me in, in realizing that, you know, all of us, every single person and every single person listening has a very specific purpose that they were put on this planet for. And, and I think a lot of people may not know what it is. I was blessed to know what it was. And mine was to to go out, be in law enforcement and be that light for them on those calls. For yeah. me, that was that spark. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that you face in law enforcement and as police chief? Anything bad that can happen to human being happens to law enforcement at a higher rate. We have higher rates of cancer, heart attacks, suicide, depression, divorce, anything bad that can mm. happen. It happens to us at a much higher rate. And, and I think a lot of that is being that 
buffer between good and evil in the community, mm-hmm. constantly dealing with that negativity. And a lot of times we don't find healthy ways to cope with that. And I think mm. that takes a toll on us. So some of it is the the vitriol that can be directed at us. And while it's certainly not personal, you know, we are there on, on behalf of the government, on behalf of the city. Uh, the, the city expects us to enforce the laws. There's still that, that call you'll go on sometimes multiple times a day where you have all this anger and vitriol just funneled directly at you. Mm. And even though we can sit here in this nice, you know, safe area and say, well, it's not personal. That sounds really good on paper, but when you're out there every day dealing with it, that can really take a toll. It seems like people are more comfortable now expressing frustration, anger, even disrespect. And again, as the most visible form of government, we are the easiest target. Mm -hmm. And so that can be one of the challenges as well is navigating through people who are very emotional. Let them vent or validate their feelings without agreeing with them because the facts don't necessarily support what, what they're feeling. Spokane Police Chief Craig Meidel, sure appreciate the opportunity to get to talk to him a little bit about being a police officer, a chief of police. You've been a regular police officer and now you're the chief. Maybe tell us a scary or an interesting police story from your career, Craig. Um, You know, one incident I remember when I was working at the night shift graveyard, we got a call of an individual that was trying to stab his roommate. And so we respond there. Um, Obviously, we anticipate it's going to be very violent. A person is suffering from mental health issues, and I'm putting mental health issues in air quotes. Um, We end up getting him detained, and he, you know, he had a crucifix carved upside down on his forehead. We get him to the gurney because we're going to take him to the hospital uh, for a, a mental health hold. And as we're escorting him to the ambulance and he's restrained, I mean, he is literally praying out to Satan to come to him and to help him and to to rescue him. And that to me was unfathomable that someone would actually pray out for Satan to come and they're seeking his help and assistance. Different, another incident I had, which isn't isn't like remarkable for most people, but when you're there, you understand. uh, This was a call way at North. um, Neighbor called in about a suspicious person standing in the street. And this was something out of a horror movie. So it was kind of out in the boonies for Spokane. It was nighttime. There was one street light and there was a little bit of fog in the air and it was just starting to snow lightly. And I see this guy standing underneath this light. And I figure I'm going to go contact him. My backup's three or four minutes away. And as I'm talking to him, he is literally just looking right through me. And uh, if I had hair on the back of my neck, it would have stood up. And so I said, are you hearing voices right now? And he totally deadpans and says, yes. And I said, well, what are the voices telling you to do? And he looks right at me and says, you don't want to know. And so for me, uh, going back to spiritual warfare, that manifests physically as well. And we see a lot. We have had officers that have seen ghosts on calls. Um, It's so, yeah, it's just some of the stuff that, that we've experienced is very, very weird. I think we have a lot of folks, you know, Craig Rochelle calls them Christian atheists, right? His book is, is Christian Atheists. I think they believe, but they, if they truly believe, they would follow the principles more. So I think they're more agnostic. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a super strong, we have some very devout Christian followers, but we don't have a, a large base. They usually sit around and, and joke about it. Mm. And that's probably one of the coping mechanisms is, is is humor. If I wasn't a Christian and I saw that, I would be a Christian. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would. That would make me a Christian. I agree. Absolutely. Shine 104.9, Lorinda Ray with Darren Potzer. And special guest in studio this evening is Police Chief Craig Meidel. So awesome to listen that you're a man of faith, to hear about your day-to-day activities. 
we had the the election, you know, recently, and then literally within about a day, the news came out that you're going to resign, and to lose a man of faith, a person that's so positive and done so much to serve our community, it's been weighing heavy on me personally, because we like to see the effects of our work for our community be uplifted and to have godly people in positions of authority is a blessing in that work. So share with us a little bit more so we can understand about this decision to resign at this time. And it's okay to be honest with some of the things that police are dealing with in this day and age. Yeah, thank you. After almost 30 years being in law enforcement, uh, that's a long time. I, you know, admittedly, I was getting a little long in the tooth. But, you know, one of the things is is the mayor, the current mayor, Mayor Woodward and I, you know, our philosophy is aligned. You know, compassion with accountability. Um, or you could flip that and say accountability with compassion. So we were, we were in alignment in terms of what we wanted to accomplish to create a safe community. Um, you know, and you obviously, when you have an election, it, quite often you have two different people with different philosophies and that's okay that's what the voters want but and so the voters are voting for someone that they feel will most closely embody their philosophy it's probably a good time for me to leave it will be a clean slate for the new mayor coming in she will be able to uh, do a nationwide search hire a chief that shares her philosophy i don't want to be the the stumbling block for her if there's something that she wants to do that i just don't feel like is going to necessarily be in the best interest of community safety and i'm not saying i'll be right i'm just saying in fairness um there's certain things that i think will be more effective wow what a loss for our community uh chief of police craig Meidel. If you don't mind, you're being very diplomatic, and we appreciate that because we know we have <laughs> such a 50-50 almost divided in the voting in our community. But share with us a little bit about from the police chief's perspective, the difference of philosophies that you've just described. Yeah, uh, you know, probably the simplest way to, I guess, to sum it up is is when you're when we're looking at a lot of the the ongoing issues that we'll deal with and I'll, I'll i'll talk about one that everyone's aware of it's a very hot topic we're talking about homelessness right mm -hmm. um and, and our heart goes out for the homelessness our experiences our lived experiences of dealing with the homeless and not all of them you can should never paint anything anyone with a broad brush but a lot of our hardcore homeless on the streets our experiences with a lot of them is they do not want to get off the streets and if they do it's only temporarily because it's bitter cold out or it's burning hot out but other than that they don't want to get off the streets and yet being homeless is not illegal and we've never ever booked someone hey you're homeless you know committing crimes is and, and it is statistically a fact that a lot of our homeless commit a, a lot of crimes they just do so when we're talking about dealing with them we want to hold them accountable, not for being homeless, but for the crimes they're committing on businesses, on homeowners, on neighborhoods. But we want to do it with compassion. But we have to also protect the rest of the community from the criminal behavior. And so my concern is, is as we're talking about the different philosophies of dealing with the homeless, that my fear is, is there's going to be too much carrot and not enough stick. And, and by that, I mean, we're going to overlook a lot of the crimes because they're on the on the streets and being homeless, um, as opposed to we have to protect the community. We want to get you help, but if you don't want help, we can't force you to. But we still need to hold you accountable for the crimes you're committing. And again, I'm going to just speak through our experiences of dealing with the homeless when they're out there on the streets, mm -hmm. on the sidewalks, and we're dealing with them. Is that there seems to be this either this reluctance or this uh, lack of ability to see that 
many of our homeless don't want to change their behavior. So we can throw millions of dollars in resources at them Mm -hmm. of housing, of drug addiction treatment, mental health counseling. We can throw millions of dollars at them, but it's, it's like the adage, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. We can provide these services to them, but many of them don't want the services. So we're going to continue to throw services at a a group of homeless, not all of them, but a group of them that are really devastating some of our businesses and neighborhoods, but we're not going to follow through on on the criminal charges. And Mm -hmm. so for me, it was at some point we got to say, listen, we've offered you services over and over again. You're not accepting them. We're no longer going to dismiss these criminal charges because we can't keep offering you services 5, 10, 15, 20 times, have you refuse to follow up and then continue to victimize folks. Mm -hmm. We now have to actually protect the community from you. Reminder, we're talking today with Spokane Police Chief Craig Meidel. But when you look at our property crimes in the, the city of Spokane, the overwhelming majority of our property crimes are driven by drug addiction. So a lot of these folks... Um, They get addicted to drugs for one reason or another. They can't keep a job. So how do they support their habit? They go out and they steal from people every day, and then they'll go in and trade whatever they've stolen for drugs. Mm. So every day we wake up and we think, okay, we're going to go to work, come home, cook dinner, watch TV. A lot of these folks, though, they wake up every day and they have an addiction. So they're looking for targets, targets, the opportunity to steal. So then they can go trade them for drugs. So that's a real challenge for us because the property crimes in addiction goes hand in hand. The other thing I do have to say, though, too, is some some people get addicted to drugs and it really scrambles their brain and they get mental health issues Mm -hmm. because they have literally fried their brains on drugs. Mm -hmm. Other people have mental health issues. They, they don't like taking all the medicine they have to take, um, so they turn to drugs. And a, a quick example is, you know, if someone has schizophrenia, they may have to take four or five pills every single day and then a couple pills to counteract the effects of those pills. And they take one a day of this pill, two a day of that one. You take this one with food, you take this one without food, and it's timed, and your life revolves around taking medicine. And it takes months to stabilize that medicine. You add a little bit of this, you mm-hmm. take a little bit of that to get them stabilized. If you miss a day, it can throw everything out of whack again. So a lot of our folks with mental health issues, uh, it's easier for them just to go and take one drug to feel better. And I don't have to worry about all these five to 10 pills and the side effects mm-hmm. that go with them. So they're they're coping with their mental health illness <sighs> by taking drugs yeah. because it's just in their mind, it's easier. But in the long run, it's much more unhealthy than just working through taking that medicine. It's heartbreaking. And these are the types of challenges that our Spokane Police Force are dealing with on a day-by-day basis. Thank you so much for what you do, Spokane Police Chief Craig Meidel. And you just want to say thank you for taking some time and sharing with us. I know you're getting ready to to wrap up your amazing career that you have blessed Spokane with. And you know, just want to say thank you for thank your commitment you. to our community. What if somebody is thinking, you know, I've always wanted to get into law enforcement. How do I do that? One of the, and by one of the, I mean, the most important thing is going to be your communication skills. We we spend, you know, literally 99% of our time communicating and talking. And it's a challenge, especially now, because, you know, I have kids as well, and they spend... 90% of their waking time on their phone and they'll text the person next to them rather than speak with them. So right. that's, we see some of those communication skills have really deteriorated over the years, but your ability to communicate, your ability to be even tempered, 
Um, but then also your your ability to make good decisions. You you have to make good decisions and on and the spot decisions on the too. Spot, absolutely. And and one of the best ways to learn how to make good decisions is either by watching other people and learning from their successes and failures or going through it yourself. So we acknowledge a brand new officer is not going to make the same decisions an officer with five years will make, but there has to be at least that foundation of you are a good decision maker and you've proven that based on your history. So as a community, what can we do to help reinforce what you guys are doing? How can we pray for you and support you? So one of the things that really helped us over the last three years, the the national rhetoric, which we actually heard locally here too about the defund, reimagine, reform, and there's actually people in our community that actually wanted to abolish the police as well. What really inspired our police officers and actually attracted police officers to Spokane, to lateral from other agencies, was not just quiet community sport, but people that were very vocal, people that would speak up at council meetings or they have rallies in support of law enforcement. That was huge, and that kept us from losing more officers than we otherwise would have because officers across the nation were fleeing law enforcement because of all of the, the rhetoric directed at, at law enforcement. Yeah. So vocal public support is huge. And then prayer. Uh, I have a, a good friend of mine that's a pastor. He says, you know, I don't think one prayer goes up without changing anything, but praying for wisdom for our, our officers so that when they're on those calls at 3 a.m. when we're all sleeping, they're making good, wise choices. Um, and then praying for their families. Um, as I shared earlier, we have a higher divorce rate um, than the, the rest of the, the nation as well. But praying for those families, because that's such a pillar of strength, praying for strength for the families, praying for love in, in that cohesion of the families is huge. And yeah. that would be huge for our officers. Yeah, okay. Spokane Police Chief Craig Meidel, what's next? And thank you for your time today. Just share some final words, what's ever on your heart. Um, thank you. So the, the Bible tells us God finishes, he's going to finish the good work he started in us. And what I'm trying to figure out is, God, have you finished the good work you started with me? Is, yeah. is this the last chapter or not? Um, I don't feel like it is. Um, so the next chapter for me is blank. Um, I will say that I don't even know what I want to write in that next chapter, and I am truly just praying to the Lord to make it very clear to me of what He wants me to do. And so that's that's where I am, at, and that's the hardest part about being a Christian is knowing you prayed, knowing God's heard your prayers, just waiting for Him to answer. So I am in that that waiting mode now, waiting for God to show me what's next. Um, final words. So one of the things I, I guess I would say, and that it took me several years of being the chief to realize this, and if I were to say any parting words of wisdom. You know, in the Bible, Jesus said, you're lukewarm, you're neither hot nor cold, so I spit you out. And as Christians, it, we're seeing that, it, 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 I will say, it feels like we're being demonized more and more because of our faith, because of our values. And it's easy to just say, I don't want to deal with that. I'm going to stay at home. I'm not going to profess my faith. Um, I, I would just challenge all of our listeners who assumingly are of Christian faith, don't be lukewarm. Um, don't be vitriolic, don't be angry, don't be mean, uh, but don't be lukewarm because Jesus makes it very clear to us in Revelations of, of how he feels about lukewarm Christians. So be be bold for Christ. And I, I can't say that enough because there are so many of us out there and just, you know, speak your faith, but do it in a loving way. Yeah. Wow, the articulate, kind of a pastor heart of our Spokane Police Chief, Craig Maidal. That's beautiful, yeah. Craig. Thank you so much for your time today. Our prayers will be with you in the days ahead as you find out what this next chapter is that God has for you on the journey. And thank you on behalf of Shine 1049 yeah. for all that you have done for our community. Shine 104.